Support for MVY's Shakedown Stream comes from Praxis Consulting Incorporated, working with insurance companies to increase their profitability through subrogation and recovery efforts. They're committed to improved recoveries, best practices, and better yield. More info by emailing info at praxisconsulting.com. Hey now, everybody. This is live Grateful Dead. Right here on Shakedown Stream, I'm Jer Bear, and it's coming to you from MVY Radio, right here from Martha's Vineyard and the world. Stay tuned, I got a very special Grateful Dead show that we're going to feature this week right now on this episode. But right now, let's go to Santa Barbara, 1978.
Well, Happy New Year. Yeah, we're still celebrating 2021. And I got to tell you, I'm still getting used to writing 2021. Anyway, that was Mississippi Half Step, Toodly Doo, coming to you from the Arlington Theater in Santa Barbara, California, January 13th, 1978. One thing about January, it is one month of the year that the Grateful Dead did not play a lot of shows. So as I go through the list, 1978 is one of the years. Uh, 1971 is one of the years, um, but I was just checking out this Santa Barbara show, and I like it. Let's do some more. Let's do some Bobby right here on Shakedown Stream.
We're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes, so everybody hang this. Well, all right. That was supplication out of Lazy Lightning. Holy Toledo. Again, from 11378, The Grateful Dead in Santa Barbara, California. There's a few places that I definitely know I would like to live in or live at. And Santa Barbara is one of them. Give you a little heads up for this week's uh, episode of Shakedown Stream. And I should tell you, this is our 673rd episode of Shakedown Stream right here on MVY Radio. Got to thank my friends here at MVY for being so supportive and being cool with me to do this very long, crazy Grateful Dead show. Our featured show, and it just kind of occurred to me, we need to do a show from Washington, D.C., and I'm going to do the June 10th, 1973 show. It's a long show, so... Time is of the essence. Speaking of DC, somebody asked me to play this song based on their feeling. And this is from the dead in DC from the night before, 6973, right here on Shakedown Stream. I could all 
It's true. With nuclear water, you never can tell. But that's the Grateful Dead doing the greatest story ever told, the pump song. And before that, we heard Loser. And that's from 6973. The Dead did two nights at the RFK Stadium. And we're going to feature the next night, 61073. It's a long show. And uh, I've always wanted to play this show, and it seems like the universe is lining up just right for this show, and so we're gonna we're gonna do that. But um, as you know, we will follow in the year 2021. We'll follow the Grateful Dead's music from 1971, 1981, and 1991. And uh, they did start off playing some shows, live shows. On January 21st, and 
We're going to check out this show from January 22nd, 1971. They're playing in Eugene, Oregon, which is, uh, they are in the stomping grounds of the Merry Pranksters. So I suspect you always got to be careful what you drink backstage. Um, but this is a little bit of a rough recording, but it's cool. It's good dead. Check out the introduction right here on Shakedown Stream. All right, now uh, we're going to get down to business here, and I'm going to introduce the band before I get knocked off the stage by the loudness. Okay, over here on the left we have, of course, Ron McEwen. Now that's better known as Pigpen. McKernan, right. Well, I've been saying McEwen so long, I've got it wrong. Okay, so my apologies to you, Ron. It'll be pigs from now on. What? He says, wait a minute, wait a minute. He says, he's going to give me a restart. <laughs> okay, just to show you. Ah, twice in a row. Ha <laughs> ha They did it to me. Hey, what? Okay, so, uh, including, uh, we have Bob Weir, Mickey Hart, Jerry Garcia, Bill Drummer, and Phil Ish. In that order, from left to right, none other than all the way from San Francisco at everybody's request. Uh-oh, the kid's calling. The Grateful Dead. Oh, 
Early in the morning sometime I guess I might begin to get hung But just a little bit, yes I will And all I need is some of your love And if I don't, if I don't get none You know I can get just I just a little hard to handle, mama, yes I can
and I'm a made up on the scene. And I can give you what you want, but you got to come home with me. And I got a whole lot of good old love, and I got me some in stone. When I get me throwing it on you, you got to come back to me. More than things will come out of double, ain't nothing but double. Better look back, let me lock your count, cause mama, I'm so hard to let it die,
know that song that's broke down palace and before that hard to handle and then we heard a casey jones with the merry merry merriest of merry pranksters ken babs doing an introduction for the dead at the lane community college in eugene oregon january 22nd 1971 that's what the grateful dead were doing on that night I still owe Ken Babb some money. I should make an amends. And making an amends to someone doesn't mean you say, sorry, I haven't paid you back the money. It means you mend the behavior. You pay back the money. I'll keep you posted on this. Speaking of Ken Babbs, um, Simon Babbs 
offered this about the show. It's a very muddled recording, right? And you're kind of like, uh, but it, it, but it still sounds good. But uh, his son said that he believed that the tape that we heard came from a reel-to-reel that his father used to record the show. Um, however, he, the reel that he used, the tape that he used, already had something on it, and he recorded over it to record this show, which may explain the muddled sound. I have to admit, when I was young, uh, there were times when I would use tapes and record over them so I could get other dead bootlegs. You know, at the time, it's not something I would ever admit to, but today I feel confident with myself and with my higher maker, power, divine source that I can talk about it today. You know, it's okay. It doesn't make me less of a person. And I think, you know, the more I talk about it, um, you know, it helps me to move on and grow and become the spiritual giant that uh, I am today. Well, right on. I don't know what the weather's like where you are, but here on the island, uh, we've had some pretty mild winter days. Um, and I certainly appreciate lots of NFL football over the weekend, so I have an excuse to stay inside. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Queen Jane and I were talking uh, over the weekend, and she was thinking about taking down the Christmas tree, and I thought, you know, let's keep it up. Let's keep it going. That Christmas tree, uh, I like looking at it with the lights on. All right, let's do some bare essentials right here on Shakedown Stream. We do this every week after an hour of dead as we get warmed up for our future show. We have a little sherbet. We uh, we do we, we, we listen to something a little bit else, but a little bit different, but right on the same track as the dead uh, to get us ready for the featured show. You know how it is. If you go to those fancy restaurants, they give you sherbet. Never forget this. I was a little kid. You know, I'm the youngest in my family, so everybody was always bigger than me. And we went to this fancy restaurant and, you know, mother telling me to sit, stop fidgeting. But they brought out uh, a little bit of some sorbet. And I was like, is this a trick? Can I eat this? Is this for real? And, you know, they tried to explain to me that it helps clean the palate. And I'm like, yes, I believe in the cleaning the palate. The palate must always be clean. It should be smoothly clean. Here, here, to the palate. Uh, you may recognize this song. This comes from Chubby Carrier, right here on Shakedown Stream. Turn on your light. Let it shine on me. Turn on your love light. Let it shine on me. Let it shine. Shine on me. Let it shine. Shine on me. Oh, just a little bit higher. Just a little bit higher. Just a little bit higher. Oh, just a little bit higher.
higher now turn on your love light by chubby carrier he is a self-proclaimed disciple of clifton chenier and he does zydeco music very well check out his album dance all night it's a high energy zydeco party music at its best right on chubby carrier doing turn on your love light dig it i always love hearing a different version of these songs that i love and remember, keep it on. Well, so the show that we're about to hear and uh, we're going to feature tonight comes from Washington, D.C., a city that I used to live in. Spent about five years there and lived there as a kid at one point, too, and uh, have fond memories of Washington, D.C. I could tell you some stories. And so they did two nights. This show has been dubbed The Longest Day because it is a long dead show. It was a long day. I want to start right now and get right into it. But um, a, a lot has been written about this show. There's a few dead shows, maybe 20, 30 dead shows that get a lot of attention, a lot of um, fanfare, and people will write about it, kind of really flesh it out. And this is one of those shows. And I've never featured this show in, what, the 12, 13 years I've been doing Shakedown Stream here on MVY Radio, and uh, it's high time. And uh, since we got a little time before we start getting into our themes, I thought, let's do this show. And to all my brothers and sisters who live in D.C. in the Beltway, my, uh, my positive energy goes out to you. 
I used to work in the, the Capitol building. I used to go in there at least three times a week for about two years. It's a beautiful building. I love that building. And uh, so cool that it's there. So why don't we get right to it? This is the Grateful Dead, live Grateful Dead, right here on Shakedown Stream.
Thank you.
song of our times. And I feel tears welling up and down deep inside like my girl's got a big brain. Gets down with loneliness, sharp and painful. I may never shake. You might think that I'm taking it hard since you broke me off with a car. You might wager that I'll hide sorrow when I'm on there right down and bow. Now the race is on, here comes right up the passage. Hard days are going to the inside.
something like a bird within her sing. All I know she sang a little violin and flew on.
Thank you, folks. We're going to take a short break, and we'll see you all in a couple of minutes. So hang loose. All right, we are to hang loose as the instructions have been given. And that's the end of the first set. The Dead playing on 6-10-1973 RFK in Washington, D.C. I should tell you that there's a lot to this show. It's called The Longest Day. And it was a show that there was other musicians that played, but it was basically the Allman Brothers and the Grateful Dead. And on June 9th, the Dead opened, and then the Allman Brothers came out. On Sunday night, reverse, Allman Brothers opened, and then the Grateful Dead played. And so really, uh, Sunday night was really the Dead's night. Saturday night was the Allman Brothers' night. So um, just a couple notes here, if if you'll um, give me a little room. I would say that, um, well, here, let me do the set list. I'm a little, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. We just heard a plane in the band, about 18 minutes of it, to end the first set. Then we heard Birdsong, El Paso, Row Jimmy Row, The Race is On, They Love Each Other, A Box of Rain, Looks Like Rain, U.S. Blues, 1973 style, Looks like rain. No, I just said that. Jack Straw, Ramble on Rose, Beat It on Down the Line, and Morning Dew to open up. And um, I would say that it was around They Love Each Other that the mix kind of got right. It started kind of low. I don't know what happened. Um, But then that's when the mix got kind of aligned. So a couple of little things that I've learned, and I just think it's cool. This is a show that is very well revered. And some people, when they give reviews for the show, they poo-poo it because they think it's overrated. And I know that this is my reaction to things like that. When a show is really hyped up and everybody says on and on things about it, I tend to back off because I don't like to get into the hype. And so which I don't think is not a rational reaction, but I just know that I'm like that. But one uh, attendee of the show said, after the Saturday night show, an announcer came over uh, the PA system and said, if anybody came up to the stage to get a garbage can, a garbage bag, and you fill it to help clean up the place, they would get a free ticket for the Sunday show. And this person said it took about 15 minutes, and then they got a free ticket. Um, Yeah, and so after uh, the Allman Brothers played, a lot of the crowd cleared out. Allman Brothers were very popular at this time. There was a lot of pressure on them to perform, um, though Barry Oakley, who was with the band for a while, had died not somewhat recently in a motorcycle accident. And so they had kind of just been coming out of a grieving period. But once uh, all the Allman Brothers uh, fans left, Bob and Jerry invited everyone to come up closer to the stage, and then it was like kind of a cool little deadhead party. It was a hot day. Um, A lot of the deadheads had opened up the gates, so a lot of people were able to come in 
especially on the first night, the police were not prepared, and so they just let everybody come in. Apparently, the stadium ultimately ran out of food. Some people even found love at the show and got married and are still married. Europe 72 was the latest album out by the dead. And so that was what maybe a lot of people had learned and fell in love with the dead by. About 80,000 people attended. Tickets were either like $7, maybe $10. And the shows were long. (laughs) It was the first multi-day rock and roll extravaganza in the district's history in the Washington, D.C. area which would probably go on to lead to lots of other summer festivals. It may be like a lot of that East Coast festivals kind of started here. Lord knows we know about um, Woodstock, but this was kind of maybe different. This is where just like a few bands got together. Grateful Dead and the Allman Brothers had developed a good relationship starting in 1969 in Atlanta, Georgia. And that was when Dwayne was still alive and Jerry had jammed with them. You know, they had two drummers just like the dead. There was a lot of similarities. You know, one played like the original Southern Rock, but they both played a real jamming type of thing. And they also played a lot together at different times. Apparently, originally there was a tour scheduled for the bands. They were going to go to Houston and some other cities. They were going to put together a tour. But again, as I say, after Barry Oakley died, Uh, Things were put on hold, and so they decided on these two shows, the RFK Stadium shows and then the Watkins Glen show uh, that would happen later in July. Um, A guy named Doug Somm opened. I've seen his name before. I don't know much about him, but I know people who do. I heard that there were drug dealers all around the place uh, selling pot and quaaludes. They were selling them like peanuts. And there was a lot of youth, young people all sprawled out on the concrete with their eyes closed. They were just out. I don't think Quaaludes uh, make for a big dance party dead show experience. But overall, the crowd was peaceful. Uh, Another thing of note was that the Grateful Dead roadies were pretty intense about dosing people backstage. You know, putting things in their drinks, their cans. And, um, you know, and I've, you know, I've heard this before. And so, you know, people uh, would know or were warned, like, don't drink anything backstage. Watch your drink. Um, But that the Grateful Dead roadies had dosed the Allman Brothers roadies. And um, they had a little trouble when they opened the box for the cables. The cables looked like snakes and they were moving. But after the show, around midnight, people slept in their cars and tents. They partied outside. And, you know, in a way, like, this was way before Grateful Dead had these, you know, Dancing Bear t-shirts, really beautiful tie-dyes and the bumper stickers. That hadn't happened yet. This was just good old, you know, long-haired freaks from the early 70s going to shows, hanging out with each other. People were not overweight. (laughs) But uh, the next night, Sunday night, was attracted less of a crowd. Apparently, uh, Harry Krishnas in their saffron robes were seen hanging out, handing out incense to uh, the heads and even trying to preach to them. 
probably to no avail. <laughs> anyway, those are just some notes. Um, I don't know if you heard this, but during playing, I, I thought I could hear an organ, and it made me think that that was probably Merle, Merle Saunders, uh, who played at these shows. So uh, listen for him. And I should tell you there are three sets, so we're going to keep going. We're going to get right to the second set, Grateful Dead, 61073, in our nation's capital, right here on MVY Radio.
good for this next one.
For heaven's sakes, <laughs> that's some serious Grateful Dead. Man, Sugar Magnolia. Right on. Sunshine Daydream, of course. Before that, we heard uh, Truckin' coming out of Warfrat, coming out of He's Gone, coming out of Dark Star. And then around and around, and here comes Sunshine. And before that, we heard Big River and Stella Blue out of Eyes of the World to open up the second set. Eyes of the World and Stella Blue, new songs uh, with the dead, at least uh, 
coming out in February of 73. Interesting. Um, apparently, as they were coming out of He's Gone, you know, Garcia was being nudged into trucking, but he ignored it and did Warfrat, which is kind of interesting because those are two slow tunes back to back. But that's all right. I will say on this set, Jerry's guitar is really lost in the mix. There's points where I could hear the Tiger Jam, but I couldn't really hear it. And uh, I apologize for that. Apparently, Owsley, the bear himself, was seen walking around the grounds during this show in his tie-dye tank top. There was a full moon. The dead started on this night at 7 p.m. and went to 2.30 a.m. We're not done with this show. In reading some of the reviews, people talk about the river, and they, they refer to it as the Potomac River, but uh, you know, as one who's lived in D.C. for a while, that isn't the Potomac River that goes by the RFK Stadium. That's the Anacostia River, which is incredibly dirty, disgusting, um, almost toxic. I wouldn't be surprised if the river is cleaner today than it was back then. Just a couple of reference dates. Pigpen had died in earlier this year in March, March 8th, 1973. So here was a new Grateful Dead without Pigpen. The album Europe 72 was released in November of 1972. So it had been out, but not longer than a year, but... Um, Enough time for everybody to learn how to use the album to get their seeds and stems out of the weed to roll their joints. Wake of the Flood was an album that came out October 15, 1973. Regarding RFK Stadium, this is the first time that the Grateful Dead played at RFK Stadium on June 9th and June 10th. They would go on to play uh, at the stadium 15 times their last show. Uh, on the last tour, the tour from hell, June 25th, 1995. I saw quite a few shows at RFK. It's kind of nice living in a city, going to a show, and then you just kind of migrate back to your apartment. But the dead would not play at RFK Stadium after these shows. They wouldn't come back to play there until 1986, June 6th, 1986. And after that show, Jerry Garcia got very sick and some days later, went into his diabetic coma. I'm not sure there's a connection there, but just something to note. Yeah, there's some nice essays about the connection relationship between the Grateful Dead and the Allman Brothers. And, you know, uh, Dickie Betts and uh, Barry, the bass player who died, you know, in 1972, they were into the psychedelic stuff. Uh, Barry, the bass player, he was, uh, Barry Oakley, he was really into uh, Jack Cassidy from Jefferson Airplane and, of course, Phil Lesh uh, and the way they, play, way they played bass. Kind of interesting. And Cameron Crowe, have you ever seen that movie Almost Famous, which is uh, somewhat autobiographical about Cameron Crowe, who did write with the, for the Rolling Stones, but he... The band, actually, that he toured with in 1973 was the Allman Brothers. So, with that being said, um, the band come out for a third set. It's kind of late at night. 
And this was really a big show where the dead opened the night before, Allman Brothers, Allman Brothers, and then the dead closed. But on this set, some of the members of the Allman Brothers come out and play with the dead. We're going to check that out right here, right now, on Shakedown Stream. Right on. This is the dead, man.
water tastes like
Thanks a lot, everybody. We'll see you all later. Well, that was magnificent. That was a tremendous Grateful Dead show. That was the third set of one of the longest day of Grateful Dead, 610-73. Of course, that was Johnny B. Good, Encore. And yeah, you could hear other guitar leads, guitar work in there. Uh, before that, Not Fade Away, drums, going down the road feeling bad. A nice long Not Fade Away. Then The Promised Land. Pretty cool to... Uh... Oh, anyway, I'm sorry. And then uh, That's Alright Mama. And it takes a lot to laugh, but it takes a train to cry. That's like a bonus set three. And uh, great to hear the Allman Brothers up there uh, jamming it out. This has been a long stream. I'm a little bit tired out. And I hope you enjoyed this. This was a special event. Uh, we had a little time where we could slip in a really cool, very tremendous Grateful Dead show. Uh, I suspect that there's probably other copies of this show where we could hear Jerry's guitar better. But um, right on. Good show. I will leave you with this. When it's all said and done, what a crazy week we've had. But I will leave you with this song. From June 17, 1976. Hey, peace be with you. I'll see you next week for some more Grateful Dead right here on MVY Radio. Yeah. Hey, uh, stay awake, stay alert, stay smart. Right on.
Ship of 